Good morning. It's Friday, July 8th, and I tweeted out that I was going to start um, the day a little later uh, because um, jobs numbers. Jobs numbers come employment. Essentially, the jobs numbers came in strong, which was not a good thing. Um, a, a semi good thing, but not a super good thing. Um, it essentially means that, hey, we may not have a recession. And remember, the Fed has two directives. They have one directive to keep inflation under control at about 2%. Uh, inflation right now is anywhere between 8 and 10%. Um, you'll get another reading, I believe, um, next week. Um, and their second directive is to maintain a healthy jobs market. And a healthy jobs market means growing, growing employment. And so uh, with the Fed hiking interest rates, which again, you know, heightening, uh, raising interest rates, um, taking money out of the market, uh, there is an opportunity for the Fed to get more aggressive, which again, for a lot of these stocks, particularly that I own, which are um, some of the NASDAQ stocks, which are high growth, that's not great for those, those stocks. Those stocks will get hit. And you saw it immediately um, with the bond market going up, uh, rates going up by almost a tenth of a percent um, within literally seconds. Um, so you had that happen. Uh, and again, remember a recession, it, you can't have a recession um, unless you have two negative quarters and slowing job market. So the slowing job market, the official uh, rule of a recession is not going to happen. So um, with that kind of your TQQQ, which again is triple levered, um, came down from about 2750 to about 2650. So uh, in my mind, again, this is still, you trade the trend. This is still the trend up. Um, I would kind of wait for some confirmation on this one. If you had, if you got super aggressive and you need to trade, blah, 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 I'd probably go with you Vixie today um, just because I do think that the, the VIX wants to go over 30. And we've had four straight days of, of, of pretty good gains. And you Vixie is down at 1369. Um, it's, it's, again, it's a, 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 a measurement that it's a, it's up 2% in pre-market at 2660. Um, again, if you want TQQ, I'd probably go with SQQQ. Uh, that's a short of the Qs. Um, but I'm not willing to say that the market is going to end up or down just based on these numbers. Again, it's, it's kind of hit or miss. You're on a Friday. Uh, it was a shortened week because of July 4th. Um, you've got still this, the same kind of um, things in the market that are going on. You've got uh, you know, high inflation. You've got uh, the, the war. Um, you've got oil crisis. You've got potentially a food crisis. I don't know that there's a food crisis because um, in this country, we probably won't feel it, but they did announce yesterday that there's significant, um, sorry, I turned my head and my headphones hit. Uh, the bug guy is outside, so the dogs will start screaming. But you've, you do have significant food uh, famine uh, within some of the developing nations. 
So uh, with that, let's get kind of into stocks. UCO was your winner yesterday. Um, yesterday's d- the day range was between 36 and 38. So it was almost 10%. You're at about, it closed at 37, eight, uh, 18. Um, I don't know that that's a huge, again, it kind of went up pre-market um, right at about 9 a.m. yesterday morning. It kind of shot up from about 34 to 37, and it stayed within that range. If you could have gotten that 34 to 37, you did great. Um, but uh, again, you know, your 10-day volume is 2.2. Your 90-day is 3.2. Your SCO is still the, the trend. Let's look at um, the algorithm on this one, UCO. Um, did we get a buy-in yesterday? We did not. So SCO is still your buy-in. Um, there's a gap there. And speaking of gaps, um, I want to read this note that I just wrote down. Uh, Carter Worth of Worth Charting thinks that we have more legs to run on this one. Um, he said, technically, there's a gap at 4,020 on the uh, S&P. Um, let's see. Uh, SPX. Let's go to the daily. Um, by the way, let's... I can't run it because of an exchange. Okay. Let's look at the daily. I do have the get the gap snake. There is a gap here. Uh yeah, he's right about four thousand twenty on the daily. Um the well I don't see the gap. That was at thirty three thousand. I think he's nuts. Might be a small gap right there. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe he's talking about the Dow. Who knows? Uh, but he did say 40-20 is kind of where you're at with, with a gap. Um, he thinks there's more room to run. I personally, again, you've got these job numbers coming out. I, I, I think you may bounce down today, and then next week we take off again. Uh, I think that that might be the, the case. Um, but, uh, again, remember, stuff kind of is wacky. But UCO was your play yesterday. Um, all energy stocks just shot up. They're coming back down today. Um, and, and NVIDIA, Qualcomm, they're all kind of coming back down. Um, NVIDIA, it was ironic because I, I went hiking with a friend yesterday who's got um, a professional money manager and a super, super high-end um, money manager. And Jake essentially told him that uh, NVIDIA and Meta are two, and and Again, he said, uh, get into oil. He doesn't think that the oil run is done either. But NVIDIA and Meta is what he likes. Um, NVIDIA is back down at 154, closed at 158 yesterday. It took the whole day kind of to go higher. You're back down at 154. Like I've said, if you can get this in the 140s, I think you're completely uh, making out. It was 140 on the 5th of July. Uh, I think today, if this one, yesterday's range was 153 to 159, you're at 155 in the pre-market. I think if you can get this in the 140s, you're good. If you get it in the 150s, again, we're talking about not flipping this one around. You may have more downside. Um, You very well may. But right now, at 155, that MACD is super, super low. Um, Let's see if NVIDIA uh, crossed up at all. Uh, NVIDIA, yeah, we did, actually, yesterday. We had a cross up at 157. So Nvidia, put it on your buy list. If you can get it below 157, um, 
again, I, I, there might be more downside because NVIDIA, when we go over to Finviz and we look at the forward PE, it's 24. The current PE is 42. Uh, they may come out with their earnings, which is on August 17th, and have some type of, you know, it, it, what happened with chips uh, is that nobody wants to admit that they overordered, but because of the chip shortage, um, everyone probably overordered in 2021. So you put in all the, these orders, they couldn't fill them. All of a sudden, you've got this glut. You have a slowdown in supply chain for other things. You got all these extra chips. You're not putting in your, uh, your order for chips. So that's kind of the, the, the realm of chips that went on. Um, a, again, if you want Qualcomm, I think Qualcomm's one of the best. Their forward PE is 10. Um, let's see. I think the Qualcomm buy was, has passed us. Um, the Qualcomm buy was 126. You're trading at 134. It's not crazy high when you look at the, the history of this thing. Um, you're 200 days up at 142. So you do have some, some, some room to grow there. You're, uh, you're, it's trading above the 50-day. It's trading above the 9-day. You know, your RSI is at 60. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy it here. I think if you can get it in the one, 120 handle, I think that's probably the best bet. Um, but again, NVIDIA, Qualcomm, those are the two chips that I like. I own AMD. I'm not a super fan of AMD, but I do think that that one has a significant amount of, to grow. It's kind of the middle ground. If you like NVIDIA for their uh, technology uh, and you like Qualcomm for their sturdiness in the 5G and the handset model, I think AMD is your middle ground here, um, is especially within the, um, the, uh, the, the PE ratio because the PE of uh, AMD is 29. Their forward PE is 16. So you're, you're nowhere near um, as low as Qualcomm, but you're nowhere near as high as NVIDIA. So uh, I think that's a, that's, it's a, good, uh, a good middle ground. What we're going to see, by the way, one note that I have uh, overall about the economy before I move on to other ones too, is um, uh, currency devaluation. So the dollar has been very strong. And one of the things that we're going to see, maybe not next week with the financials, we might see it with the financials, but where it's really going to hit are the tech stocks, the big ones like Apple, Google, um, Microsoft, you're going to see some currency devaluation because of the dollar strength. And they may call this out. It's temporary. It's not something. If you see the stocks dip, I'd buy them. You know, again, buying at this, this low rate, I, you know, you're 3,800, 3,900 on the, the S&P, um, 3,902. Uh, the, the S&P's high. Let's look at S&P. Um, uh, SPX. There we go. We're going to do a weekly because, uh, S and it's S. You're looking up uh, in, in TrendSpider, it's dollar sign SPX. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. You haven't even broken the 200 day on the weekly. Your RSI is at 41. Um, it just came up, uh, it looks like uh, three weeks ago on June 13th, the RSI was at 30. It was oversold. It, it was due for a bounce. You've had this bounce. You're only up to about the nine day. The 50 day is kind of turning over. But trading the trend, the 200 days still positive. So 
uh, all of this talk about, you know, doom and gloom, blah, blah, blah. I don't think that you're, you're doom and gloom on this one. I think you're okay. Um, let's look at Cleveland Cliffs. Cleveland Cliffs trading at 15.72. Let's see what it is in pre-market. Um, because I do like this one. I, I still want a 14 handle. You're down at 15.50. You're, uh, you don't have a MACD cross up yet. Uh, well, you do. 16.95 was the buy back on June 27th. You're still in that. So anything below 16.95, assume, in my mind, I think you're going back up to this, this gap between 19 and 18. What's going to take it down is next week. If they start, or uh, July 20th, so in two weeks, um, if they announce on their earnings that there is a uh, 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 margin compression uh, and the cost of doing business is higher, uh, we're going to see this one kind of go back down into the probably 11 or 12 range. Um, that's the danger that you have. But right now, it's completely oversold. Um, the RSI is at 41 on the four-hour chart. So... I, Again, I think this one, you know, it, does it have 17 in it? Absolutely. Um, does it have 18 in it? Maybe. 18 would be a, a nice, you know, 10% move on that one. Uh, I'm sorry, 20% move. So does it have 17? I think you could get 17 from a 1572 between now and earnings. Um, again, commodity prices have rolled over. They're starting to, to loosen up. Um, Goldman Sachs, over 300. We called this one out in the low 290s. Um, it is over 300 in the pre-market. Um, their earnings are coming up next week. It is July 15th. Uh, we have a buy-in at yesterday's afternoon candle at 298. Again, you were out uh, two days ago with a MACD cross down. Immediately it crossed back up um, in yesterday's afternoon candle. If you had gotten this at 285 on June 27th, kudos. Uh, I think this one turns around again. Trading at book value. And remember what you, you know, you can Google book value on banks. Um, and, and most analysts will say, hey, at book value, start buying. Uh, if you think that we're going into a recession, probably not the time to start buying. I think you could probably get this around 280. But I think we've put in a floor. Um, when I looked at the weekly of Goldman Sachs, you're trading the 200 days at 265. Do I think we're going down there? Eh, I think you'll meet somewhere in the middle around 270. Uh, two years from now, are you upset that you lost 10% buying at 300 and it went down to 270? Nope, not one bit. Um, I think they, they continue strong earnings. Um, they, they probably will do some, uh, they, there, there won't be any investment bank uh, income. So that's already priced into this. This is a $400 stock, uh, what, November of last year? So less than 12 months ago, it was a $400 stock. What's changed between now and then? Interest rates, uh, slowing economy, uh, no mergers and acquisitions. It's already priced in. It's priced in. So, um, yeah, uh, that's Goldman Sachs. Uh, UCO, we talked about. TQQ, we talked about. Tesla. Tesla's wrapped up in this Twitter thing. If you haven't heard the news, Washington Post said, ooh, uh, Elon may not want to buy Twitter. Well, I, I think he wants to buy Twitter. I think he wants to buy it at a lower price. Do I think it's going to go through? Absolutely. Twitter's holding to their uh, the contract, and they say, we're going to hold them to the 5420 price. 
Um, that's essentially what the price is. Again, on the Washington Post report, the Twitter is down uh, 3%, four, almost 4% in pre-market. Uh, Tesla is down almost 1% at 726. You had a buy-in at 701. Remember what I said, buy it under 700, sell it over 700. You've got their earnings coming up July 20th. The MACD is kind of crossing up. Again, it crossed up yesterday at 701 is where you would buy it. But the RSI is at 59. I think you should sell it. I think you should sell it. Um, if you've made some money, take your profits off the table. Uh, do I think that this one's going up to... Here, here's the deal. If he has to fund his, uh, his Twitter purchase, he has to sell more stock. And so you're going to see pressure on Tesla going forward. Uh, they announced uh, the Chinese deliveries from the China factory. Uh, we're down. Uh, again, great stock, great company, short-term trading, just an opportunity. Um, over 700, I'm getting rid of half of my um, half of my Tesla, uh, and I'm probably going to wait till it's under 600 and throw in another half. Um, you know, I've got a certain position size of about twenty, thirty thousand dollars that I like to put in here, and I like to make money off of this one. I, I never sell out of it completely because I do like to take. Um, some long-term capital gains uh, when I need to. So I keep it in there. I, I trade in and out of it maybe every six months or so, and that allows me to keep some long-term capital gains. So uh, just, just an FYI. Uh, and again, remember, you can't buy in and then claim a loss for 30 days if you're in a brokerage. There's some tax implications. So under, please understand your own tax situations. Um, Tesla, to, to, to boil. Boyle was up yesterday. Uh, all of energy was up yesterday. So, um, Boyle, we had a, a MACD cross up at 44.70. You are at, and that was yesterday, 44.70. You are at $50.93. I said this one was going to cross up. So, let's see where Boyle is in the pre market. Um, Boyle, probably down. You are at 50.57. 50.81 is where it closed. The, uh, the VWAP's at $50.50, 10-day volume 3.4 million, 90-day volume 2.2 million. I think this, is what, this one's still a buy. Uh, let's see, where do I think this one's going? There's a gap here between 96 and 107. I don't think you're getting up there. Um, I think if you get to the 60s in this one, I think you're lucky. Um, I think that's probably where it wants to go. But if you got in on this one in the 40s, uh, like I kind of told you on July 6th, July 5th, um, I, I said, hey, Boyle's got to turn around here at some point. It looks weak. The RSI is at 22. Where else do you want it to go? I think you put in a floor. 44.70, you would have gotten your 10% yesterday. Great, great trade if you got in on it. I did not. I saw it. Didn't pull the trigger. Uh, again, it's all about risk. I'm kind of a little less risky in this market. If you did it, fantastic. Kudos to you. Trade the trend. The 200-day is still positive. The 50-day is absolutely negative. The 9-day is positive. The 21-day is just turning. Uh, again, if you want to see what I'm seeing, uh, just sign up for TrendSpider. Uh, it's as clear as day on, on, on my setup here, I, as I can tell you. Um, let's look at, we looked at UCO. Sorry, I had to cough. Um, we looked at UCO PXD. Uh, remember how I said this one, uh, Pioneer Natural Resources trading at six times forward earnings? 
We had a MACD cross up yesterday at 217. You are at 216 in pre market. Um, 217.97. Let's see where we're at. Uh, it's, you know, again, great dividend on this one. Uh, you are at two, it doesn't trade pre market. You're about 217 pre market. Um, but yeah, the RSI is at 39, even at 217. You had this MACD crossover. You had a MACD crossover back on June 28th. You wound up selling out of that one, so you had a loss. The algorithm performed 77% is what you gain in the algorithm. Uh, 140% is the uh, buy and hold. Uh, remember, energy has just exploded, so I would totally expect um, you to make out better with the, uh, the buy and hold on energy stocks in particular. Uh, 26 positions over 500 candles, 13 wins, 13 losses, average win, 9%, average loss, 4%. I think you got a chance to make your 10% on this one. I like it. It's got a good dividend as well. Let's look at their dividend. Um, their dividend is 7.79%. Their forward PE is 7.58. How can you go wrong? It's energy. The energy is going to continue to go. Uh, Devin said, hey, we were under 50. Buy it under 50. We had a MACD cross up yesterday at 53.21. 53.21. You're trading at 54.25. You're up 1%. Um, commodities are rolling over. You're going to see oil start to go up again. Uh, Occidental, it was announced that uh, Berkshire Hathaway took another, let's see, insider trades. Berkshire Hathaway, July 6th, bought $224 million more. These guys are just continuing to buy, and they're continuing to buy around 60. So if you think this is too high, it's trading at 62.99, 63. It's up 2.47 in the pre-market. Uh, again, get in on this one. Uh, I've been saying under 60, buy it. The MACD cross-up was on June 24th at $58.20. Um, you'd be making your 10% right now. So uh, it's clear as day. The RSI was at 41 on that day. The prior day it was at 31. So um, buying activity started. Uh, Fang. Let's look at Fang. I like Fang. Uh, Fang is a another energy company. Or MACD cross up yesterday at 116.29. Let's see where it is. 116.29. I bet it's up pre market. It is at 118, but it doesn't really trade in pre market. So the the volume super light. 4 million, 4.1 million, 10 day, 3 million, uh, 90 day. Your PE is 7.65. Your dividend yield is 2.41. Um, you've got earnings coming up on August 1st. Th that MACD is super, super low. Again, if you want to see what I'm seeing, sign up for TrendSpider. See, look, look at it yourself. Um, let's see. Um, do, 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 whoa, Carter Worth. Oh, but Carter Worth thinks Bitcoin is not done. XPO Logistics. This one's an interesting one. Um, the symbol is XPO. Uh, I think it was Morgan Stanley came out today and said it's, it's just too low. Uh, we had a MACD cross-up yesterday uh, afternoon, 48.18. Um, and I was looking at this one when, when it kind of flashed across my screen that XPO was just too cheap. Forward PE is 8.44. Uh, the PE is 7.46. You don't have a dividend, but what I wanted to do was take a look at this one in Fidelity because I want to see the comparison because, again, XPO Logistics, they're a, um, a shipping company, 
uh, provides freight transportation services in the U.S., rest of North America, France, United Kingdom, Europe, and internationally. Uh, company operates in two segments, uh, North America, LTL, and brokerage and other services. Again, if you want to read that, it's in Finviz, um, uh, October, August 5th is their earnings. Uh, yeah, August 4th is their earnings. But again, <clears throat> there was a major kind of call on this one. I think it's JP Morgan or somebody that said it, it's significantly uh, cheap compared to uh, where it should be. Now, where they operate is uh, North America and Europe, where, good God, their costs are going to skyrocket. Um, but when you look at the industry average, uh, XBO Logistics, um, the industry average it, for the PE, and I'm, all I'm looking at is PE right now, uh, 8.79 is XPO. The industry average is 40.46. Some of the comparisons that they put up here are JB Hunt, which I've owned in the past. I traded, I made uh, money off of 17.69. Um, Night Swift Transportation, PE is 8.99. Uh, CH Robinson, CHRW, uh, PE is 13.55. Arc Best, ARCB, uh, the PE is 5.25. So only one of those do you have lower. XPO, uh, a leader in this business. Again, I think you're kind of looking at a, a pretty good, um, they're up 4% on this thing. So Yesterday's $48 suddenly looks great. You're trading at about 50. Sorry. Uh, dog. XPO. Let me look at XPO in do, 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 Finviz. Or I'm sorry, Active Trader Pro. 10 day volumes 1.3, 90 day is 1.6. It's a small cap, 5.757 um, uh, billion dollars. PE is seven. Um, you know, again, Morgan Stanley. Oh, Morgan Stanley upgrades XPO logistics to overweight. Price target is 62. It's trading at $50 in pre-market. I think if you can get this at 49, I, I think that's a better price. Uh, I think it will probably come down here on the hype. Um, it's probably hyped up just because it started trading. Um, I think this is, again, this is an opportunity for you to get into uh, logistics at, at a good price. I like that one. Uh, if you guys ever watched, by the way, here's a show recommendation. Um, it was a dropout on uh, Hulu. And then there was an HBO documentary. Both of those are about Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes. Um, if you watched it, Sonny Balwani was just found guilty. That's the boyfriend. Holy crap, this guy's just a piece of shit. Uh, I'm not a fan of him. <clears throat> I'm not a fan of her. Uh, I think they absolutely 100% took the money and ran. I think everybody on that freaking Theranos board should be absolutely 100% in jail. Uh, if you guys, again, drop out on Hulu is great. The HBO documentary on it is awesome. I saw it cross across, uh, cross across my screen. My only hope is that um, uh, Elizabeth Holmes also goes to jail. Um, so that's that one. Now, as for my day trading opportunities, Revlon remains a day trading opportunity. Um, you're at 586 in pre-market. Um, yesterday, it kind of it went down from about 630 down to about 591. Um, I'm not even going to complain or put a support in on this one. Play at your own risk. 
I, I think between anywhere between 550 and 650 is where you kind of trade this one. Um, but the trading that I wanted to talk about is a, um, a contraceptive company, uh, EVF, EVFM. This one's been talked about kind of on the Reddit boards. It's a big one. Uh, in particular, last night I watched Zip Trader, um, Charlie, his explanation of this. It's his pick. Um, they uh, kind of uh, peaked on it at 60 cents. It rode all, all the way up to $1.54 yesterday. Um, it is today at $1.39. Uh, in the pre-market, it closed at $1.25. This is one that where there's uh, they failed to meet their NASDAQ requirements. This is 100% retail trade. Um, what they have is a contraceptive that's a cream uh, where it's not hormonal. So you don't have to take a pill. Uh, it's not long lasting. Essentially use the cream right before, you know, again, if you haven't been screwed by the market enough and you want to go screw other people, boom, you use the cream. Uh, and it's essentially it's, it's gel that you use before, you know, knock boots, uh, hormone free. The FDA kind of pushed it. Here's the big thing is that with Roe versus Wade, this got tons, tons of attention. Again, at 60 cents, it just kind of went up. Uh, the, uh, some health and human services department, some kind of government agency said, Hey, we're going to approve this. At a zero copay under uh, the American Cares Act insurance. So insurance has to pay for this. So it's better than condoms because insurance doesn't necessarily pay for condoms. Uh, this one, you, you pay for it. You don't have to take it. Guy or girl can bring it over. Um, not, you know, girl doesn't have to be uh, prescribed it. Um, so it's, you know, it, oh, <clears throat> the other thing is um, their patent on this cream is pretty tight, according to Zip Trader. And I like Charlie. Charlie does his research. Um, he's he's kind of saying, hey, the patent's tight. There shouldn't be competitors in this market. So again, I, I, I look at it. It opened up here at about $1.22 earlier in the day. It is picking up since 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. It's gone from 131 to 140 um, I Again, he says, hey, trade this one. Um, this is moving the market. Um, let's see, Twitter and 20 other stocks moving the market when I pulled this one up. Um, it is one of the ones that's really kind of moving. Oh, upstart, upstart's kind of moving, um, because they, uh, they said, Hey, we won't meet our, our, uh, upstart in pre it's down 17%. Uh, after the company reported preliminary results from the second quarter, the company said it sees Q2 preliminary revenue $228 million versus earlier forecasts of $295 million. Um, yeah, net loss is seen in a range of $31 million. Upstart, <clears throat> like I said the other day, you can trade it. They're not going to hit their Q2. So, uh, But this EVFM, I, I think this one, again, Zip Trader's a, a fairly decent-sized community. It's not huge like uh, Wall Street Bets or something like that, but it's a big enough community that I think this is going to move it. And typically, Charlie is a little bit, maybe a day or two behind the kind of retail crowd in trading. So keep an eye on EVFM. If you want to day trade it, again, 10-day volume, 152 million shares. 90-day volume, 18 million shares. It's a micro cap with only a $60 million uh, market cap.
So no yield, uh, no PE because they're not making money. Um, the day range yesterday was between 123 and 157. So with the volatility that you're going to see in this one, I think you could make some money. I think you could also lose money. But uh, in my bet, if you're day trading, I think you Vixie here at 1344, it's at 1347. Like I said, I think you Vixie at some point is going back up to about 17 or 18. Um, I don't think this is one that you can hold. You, you shouldn't be afraid to hold. Um, even if you get it anywhere in the 13s and, and it you know goes up to 15, take your 10% and move on. Um, don't throw in $50,000 into this thing unless you have it to lose. Uh, but I like it there. Um, let's look at some of the, you know, again, I, I went over, um, went over NVIDIA, uh, Meta. Let's kind of go over Meta. Meta had a buy-in at June 24th at 167. I said, hey, don't trust it, blah, blah, blah. Now the RSI is at uh, 57. You're up at 176. I continue to say anything under 200 is a good buy here. The 200 day on a four hour chart is at 197. When I look at this daily chart, again, the four hour moves a little bit quicker than the daily, but it is in an upward trend with a MACD cross up here on July 1st. Uh, we got a little bit in early. There's this gap here between 248 and 315. Their earnings are coming up July 27th. Um, that's going to move the, 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 this thing. Now, I'm using Instagram more. Personally, not from a business perspective. I'm not a TikToker. I am not, uh, you know, I'm part of the boomer crowd, as they say. So uh, I don't know that I'm typically the target market, but I do like Meta here at 170. The one thing I know is these guys are going are gonna to make money. They're going to figure out the iOS devices. They're going to figure out um, how to do the metaverse in a controlled way. They're putting a lot of money into this, but again, you know, everybody that I know who has an Oculus is like, oh my God, it's so good. Uh, everybody that I know that has a, a virtual reality headset for the PS5, oh my God, it's so good. So uh, I do think that Meta poses an opportunity here at 172. Uh, in our algorithm, uh, again, it was 167. The, the lows were about 150. Um, let me see. Let's go into the 52-week low here. The 52-week low is 154 on the 23rd of June. So you're at close to 52-week lows. Um, let's see. Again, remember, Meta is, for all intents and purposes, a growth stock. The forward PE is 12. The current PE is 13. So you're getting a growth stock at a value price. That's essentially what it means. Uh, it is 55% off its 52-week high. It's 11% above its 52-week low. Do I think that this one could go back down another 4 or 5%? Absolutely. I mean, in a weak market, when you get a turnaround over the weekend or something, I think you absolutely look at a weakening of, of this one um, back down to the 160 handle. Uh, but if you can get it at the 160 handle, in my mind, you just buy it and hold it. What's my average purchase price on Meta? Let's see. Um, I think it's like three something. Let's look at the position. My average purchase price on Meta uh, is three twenty three. So I liked it at three twenty three. Why would I not like it at one sixty seven? So 
again, I kind of put it into myself. Um, you know, that's the way I like it. So I looked at that one. Let's look at Apple real quick because Apple has been on a tear. Uh, Apple is a large portion of my portfolio. We had a buy-in here June 22nd at 134. You're still in that one. You're at 146. Uh, their earnings are coming up on July 28th. There's a thought that, you know, hey, we're going to announce that uh, we had a slowdown in China. We had some problems with our currency valuation, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, services, Katie Huberty, Huberty um, uh, said, hey, the services uh, revenue is slowing down in this quarter. Will that come true? There's a lot of risks with this stock. Um, do I think we're going back down to the 130s? Absolutely. I think we, we're heading back down there at some point. Today, the RSI is at 67 on a four-hour chart. There's no way I would buy this one with an RSI that high. Um, I would wait for earnings on this one just because if you have a complete run on this one, there's no reason to think that the market's not going to take it down again. You've covered this gap between 135 and 136, which I said was going to get covered. The next gap is between 147 and 150, which has not been covered. That 150 has not been touched. Um, you are close to it, but you're not there. The 200 day is at 155. Uh, I think the 50 day is just starting to move positive. The nine and the 21 are crossing up on the 50 day. Um, and again, this is on a four hour chart, which typically moves much faster than the daily chart. Now, seasonality for Apple in the month of July, it's 92% for the last 12 years. Let's see if I can go back even before 12 years uh, on this one. Yes, I can. We're going to go back all the way to, yeah, let's go back to, um, I think the iPhone, let's just go back to 2000. We're going to go back January of 2000. Uh, July is your second best month, uh, seasonality. For, for wins. So 74% of the time over the last 23 years, Apple has been up in the month of July. The only other month that beats this is October. And I think we're going to see a crush, uh, a crush in September or October. So maybe you have a huge uh, crash in September. Uh, and September, ironically, Apple is only up 41% at the time. It's the worst month of the year. October, you're up 77%. November 53%, I'm sorry, 55, and then December 55, January 65. So you, you know, again, if you were to buy it today and to hold on to it, September might be the only month that you'd have to worry about. If you bought it today, you know, August is at 68% win. So do I think that we're, we're probably going to see um, uh, July and August as a positive month for the stock? Could be. I mean, you know, get, you're buying into earnings, so who knows? But again, that's my, my look on Apple. And the only reason I'm looking at it is for my own personal uh, huge stake in it. So if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Have a great weekend. I will be back Monday uh, with another show. Uh, thank you to everyone who supports me. If you don't know, you can go on to the anchor link um, and hit support. Uh, pay monthly to listen. I don't ask for much. I kind of do this for free. I don't make a living at this one. You guys know uh, my living is made with contract jobs where I kind of work for Major League Soccer and in different capacity, it's part-time. The majority of my money comes from trading. I won't sell you courses. I won't sell you anything. 
If you sign up for, uh, with through my link that is pinned on my Twitter to TrendSpider, I get some compensation there. Um, as long as you sign up correctly. Again, TrendSpider is kind of hit or miss. I would do it for free. Um, just please, you know, if you like the show, hit that link. Um, go to the anchor portion and you can support the show. Small monthly. I have anywhere, between, you know, people paying me anywhere between a uh, dollar to five to 10. I think my, my largest is about 15 per month. Um, some people have just given one time kind of fee, you know, 20 bucks. Again, think of me as a bartender, a bartender for stocks. Do you tip your bartender? Boom, tip me. So uh, if that's it, take care.